0: get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here what is happening today you guys it's dave mormon i'm your home service business coach and you've come to the right place to get fueled up for the day Uh, get some free value from me Uh, as you guys know i like to give practical tips to help grow and scale your home service business to the next level. There's a lot of people out there, you know, teaching maybe fancy concepts or things that are, you know, too complicated. I am just a huge fan of staying in my lane and keeping it simple. It's actually not a complicated process to scale up your business where it can run without you, but it is one that you do need to take diligent action on uh, and and stay consistent as you grow your fast-growing business. So welcome aboard to this podcast. Um, I'm going to be diving right in, and today we're going to be talking about some specific habits that I've implemented and have really caused a great return for me in my life. You guys have probably heard it said before that you can often change a few small things, which will create... Uh, some big changes for you on the back end. So if we change the inputs, we can expect to get a better output. And that's all what habits are, right? You're changing how you're thinking, you're changing uh, your behavior, and then you're changing, you know, what you do, and you're changing the output that you actually receive. So it all starts with the mind. And so I'm going to be going through Um, these habits very specifically to give you as much learning as possible and hopefully you can you know hopefully you're already doing some of them if not all of them but can actually just take a few minutes to listen and reflect and examine your own life and see hey what value can you actually get from this and put in to your own life so the first thing to point out is that your business your home service business is going to be a direct reflection of you and your habits so if you see someone with a successful business it's like that thing didn't just like get born overnight or turn up randomly on a weekend like oh wow there's a systematized business that just you know came out of nowhere it's like no there was an owner who was very diligent to build systems build processes recruit a great team go through all these numbers of steps that you need to take to build uh, a very optimized business that serves the business owner so and we're talking about habits that have changed my life. Okay, I've got a list of them here for you and I'm gonna kind of say them and then just unpack them. So the first habit that's really changed my life is consistency, okay? So consistency is not a glamorous, sexy process. You're not going to see consistency, get a ton of likes on Facebook or Instagram or a ton of views on TikToks. It's not glamorous, it's not what people wanna see. People say, oh, you know, how do you get successful? Well, honestly, like, just get around successful people and then just be consistent every day. Do this. You want to lose 10 pounds? Cool. Eat steamed vegetables and and chicken uh, every day for, you know, two months and you're going to lose weight. It's like, that's not the answer I was really looking for. But consistency, consistency, consistency. This is where the progress is really made in your life. And this is actually something that I believe flies in the face of today's culture in our microwave society, our instant gratification. We want things lickety-split and quick, right? We wanna order that phone charger on Amazon and like if it's not at our home by 9 p.m. with our Prime service, it's like, what happened, did the truck get lost? Where is my phone charger, right? We want things right away. And so, another thing uh, to this point is that to stay consistent it really means you need to do things when you don't feel like doing it. Okay, so an example of this would say be a workout. Right today, I have on my schedule to go for a three mile run uh, once my coaching calls are done. And you know, the, today I honestly like just might not really feel like it. Like I'm already thinking about it today, being like, ah oh, man, I don't really want to get out and move my body. Like I don't crazy enjoy it. Although once I'm out running after ten minutes. I'm like okay you know what this is this is all good Um, the real win is just getting out there putting lacing up your uh, running shoes and getting out there and running and so for me when i look at my life this was really wired in from a young age i was taught certain skills that we just do them because it's like you know that's just what we do we don't even Think about it be like oh it's raining today I'm actually not gonna do my run I'd rather watch a show uh, you know on the couch chill out and watch some Netflix so I was taught playing soccer from like six years of age that we're playing rain or shine and I grew up in southern Ontario where you're only getting the game called off if there's like thunder and lightning and even then it's like honestly, at the referee's discretion, if they're like, you know what, it it's uh, been ten minutes since a thunderclap, let's continue the game. Um, that's just how it goes. But having a having a game called off because it's raining, uh, it's just it just wasn't a thing, right? So um, you learn that from a young age. Just be like, okay, like it's soccer practice today, Tuesday at four thirty. There's nothing on earth that's going to move that. Um, Even there are days, guys, I would feel sick and I would still go to the training and I would, uh, you'd almost feel better, right? When you go out and just get out there and just play. So um, when that's wired in from a young age, now I'm 32 and I have a run today. I'm just like, okay, like whatever. There's nothing that could move that in my schedule, less like an absolute family emergency. I'm going to put the shoes on. I'm going to be out there. Another example was just working on a farm, right? Southern Ontario, I'm up at eight years of age. I'm feeding the chickens, right? I'm de-icing all the water that froze up overnight, like literally eight years old. And so it's just like, when this stuff's wired in from, from uh, age of a kid, you as an adult, these things get manifested out in, in different ways. So you gotta be consistent. And an example from today in real time, I get up at pretty much the same time Every single day, I'm really adamant to get, you know, close to eight hours of sleep. Sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's like nine, um, but usually around eight hours. And I just like don't really ever sleep in, right? Even on weekends, I'm typically up 6.30 or 7.00. I'm crushing out a couple hours of work, catching up on my Slack messages, maybe doing some planning, and then it's like, boom, then the weekend can start, right? So Jocko Willink has a great quote on this where he says, discipline equals freedom. And so we might think in today's culture, like, oh, I just want to be completely free, right? I want to have no schedule. And we, I've learned this through backpacking, right? You've traveled with some people before where we show up, to uh, uh, say somewhere in Thailand and if there's no schedule it's just like personally I find we don't get as much stuff done um, you know there, there's no real schedule or rhyme or rhythm to what we're doing versus when you show up and you have like an itinerary it's like okay we've we're doing this tour then we're going to check out this you know watering hole then we're gonna go round, wander around here when you have like a set action plan There's actually a lot of freedom in that where you actually don't need to be thinking to be like, oh, now we're here, we should figure out like kind of where to go. It's like if you can be prepared and just be be disciplined and settle this stuff up, it's just like you're going to almost be like a robot. And that's how I view my calendar. Like today, I've got three A priorities that I'm just bumping off one, two, three. Um, And so that's just how I live my life. And it's helped me really be consistent. So we wanna take decisions, simple decisions. We wanna remove them out of the equation. As Tony Robbins says, you're gonna make non-negotiable decisions with yourself. And so being consistent is one of them right why did Steve Jobs wear the same black turtleneck every single day because he doesn't want to use 1% of brain power on what am I going to wear today nobody cares um, nobody cares what he's wearing and he wants to keep his brain in entrepreneurial creative uh, design you know super genius la la land with his brain so that's my piece on being consistent. I look at the success I've had um, personally and in business, and I really believe that it comes back to consistency. I believe that was wired in from being a kid, um, but I also believe you can start to learn that now. I've got a number of friends that are in their 30s and 40s that are making like massive uh, health and lifestyle changes because for for you know any reason or the other, they are being consistent now and seeing amazing results. So don't think Oh, this wasn't wired in as a kid, so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to do it. I don't have a chance. Like, no, anything can be taught and trained. So that's number one, guys. Habit that changed my life. Number one is consistency. Second habit that changed my life. Number two is getting a hold on the value of my time. And so again, as a kid, there's this video my parents sent me. It's literally me quoting that time is a precious thing and never ever waste it okay time's a precious thing never waste it and so as a as a kid i was very much a man of the clock looking at the time how much time do we have are we wasting time and so if you want to see me at kind of the end of my rope worst version of myself is to actually make me be patient or like just just waste my time right tell me to meet Somewhere at one o'clock and you stroll in at like 123 as if nothing happened, uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be like angry, but I'm probably gonna be like agitated, right? So valuing your time is hugely important. So I try my best to like not waste the time because it's so precious, as the quote says, right? So I really don't like waiting in lines. And I'm very obsessive on like protecting my time, right? And so I literally get almost every day someone saying, Oh, can I meet up? Pick your brain? Can we do this? Can we do that? Like, I really only say yes to meetups uh, now if there's, uh, you know, really something important to be discussed, or if someone is in my high level coaching program, uh, I will always make the time. But outside of that, Um, Just, you know, someone wants to meet up for this or that. It's just, it's typically a no for me because I'm busier working on other uh, top level priorities. And so I find that the needle moves on my business and my life much quicker because I don't get distracted saying, oh, could I, you know, meet up for a coffee? And it's it's typically never guys, a 45 minute coffee, right? You guys know how it is. It's like an hour, 45 minutes. uh, And then you get knocked out of your flow. And it just I just find there's a huge cost of time to go meet somebody and I'm not talking like you know a close friend meeting up this is just like strictly in business right it's a big distraction from where you're going so you got to look at your days look at your hours and say hey we have 168 hours in the week where we can actually go out and live a great life and get stuff done and so I actually look at each day, as I told you earlier, eight hours of sleep, pretty much non-negotiable, so we're good there. Then we've got, um, you know, I would say at least if you're running your own business, you're going to need eight hours to just run the business, especially if you're in startup mode, you're going to be using every one of those hours. But then you've got an additional eight hours, right? And so you're going to dig into those additional eight with eating meals, with putting the kids to bed, with having family dinner with someone you know talking to you on the phone in the evening Um, but and a lot of times as entrepreneurs we're gonna borrow from that last bucket of eight hours and probably steal one two three four of them and steal them and move them into the work side right so we're gonna move the that middle bucket of eight hours that's gonna move to like 9 10 11 12 hours and then we're only left with like three or four for like family time or you know, for us to take a shower or go for a run or exercise, right? So you got to be just so focused every single day. Like I view these hours as just like so precious that you don't want to just like throw them out anywhere because that's a great way to not really get what you want in life. So if you find you're just like, I'm not good at tracking my time. I'm not good at um, getting things done. I would probably say you don't, guard your time uh, as high enough as you should. And so don't be scared to say no to things because it becomes like a, a habit. And the first bit in business, I would just say yes to everything, right? I like to, I'm a people pleaser by nature. And so I love to like just go out of my way and have someone really like me, right? That's just what how I'm wired. That's what I like to do. Um, But it does come at a cost when you're jumping in the car driving to the coffee shop to meet whoever it does pull you from your other priorities which should be typically higher on your list so that's the second habit that I've really been getting a better handle on still not perfect by any means but working on it and it's one I want to pass on to you as you grow your business I'm just like yeah be really cautious where your time goes because your business needs your time, your family needs your time, but there's a whole lot of other distractions which can pull your time. Um, so just be very, very careful with that. And I didn't even mention how much time we can waste on social media and the internet. That's a whole nother one, but um, I'll, I'll save that one for another day. Uh, habit number three is personal health this is one that i've picked up more in the last couple of years uh, actually all the way back from 2019 so yeah it's been about two years and a little bit here that um i was so stressed out running revive growing my business i was putting on weight and actually experienced um One night uh, back in May, I experienced these like heart palpitations and I'd never had them before. It's actually like pretty scary and it was a combination of like stress, uh, not eating right. Uh, You know, I had a couple beers that night and it just like everything was to get, you know, coming to a head together. And I felt like, my goodness, my, uh, am I going to have a heart attack here at 30 years old? It was pretty scary. And so I ended up, Getting all checked out from the doctor. Uh, when I got home, I was away at the time on a trip, and uh, you know, really came to the point where I was like, "Okay, I'm now 30. I need to get more leveled up in the in the health department." And I'm still not at like a level. I've got friends who are, you know, way on a different plane than I am. I would say, to be honest with you guys, uh, my uh, my family and my business are still uh you know higher priorities than you know exercise is but it's catching up as the business starts to systematize even more uh, i'm really making time for myself and my personal health and so i'm going to be running uh, or on the spin bike uh, a few times per week just on a set schedule and then as i said eight hours of sleep guys a night is just so important i've got some entrepreneur friends that somehow seem to function on four or five hours i'm not sure how they do it um because i definitely can't because i find i need my brain right to Record an episode like this for you guys. I'm thinking. I'm thinking through strategic problems that my clients are having helping them solve them. I'm, you know, my brains needed in my own business as well. Just coaching uh, the managers that I have helping them. Um, And so you need your brain. You need your creativity as an entrepreneur. And I only find I can have that when I'm getting sufficient sleep each night. So that means, you know, by 9 p.m. or so, uh, we're we're winding down to go to sleep. Uh, we're not, you know, sitting on our phones typically, you know, looking at all that uh, LED light keeping you up longer than you should. Um, you got to really set up your room for a successful sleep, blackout blinds, keep it a little bit cooler, have an eye mask, um, do these things that will actually set you up to uh, get a good night's sleep. And again, this isn't perfect where in a hundred days I'm getting this a hundred times, but probably getting it like 80 of the hundred times kind of thing, like the 80% rule, that's what we're going for. So, you know, I'm huge on how do we structure our time. And so you got to build in time to exercise into your schedule. And honestly, guys, with something as simple as going for a run for 30 minutes or jumping on a spin bike for 30 minutes it's like absolute game changer we talk about as i said those small inputs that can create a big output Uh, exercise would be one of them that we can actually you know control the input and actually create uh, a really good output on the back end so not only are you going to extend your life out and be healthier and feel better uh, i believe that you're going to actually perform better uh, when you're in a healthy state and we deal with enough stress guys running your business the best way to drop that stress is just to get these short bursts of exercise and get outside and get sweating i do not run with my phone or anything you know a, a apple watch or anything where i can get messages i want to be completely detached from technology And, you know, sometimes I'll just run with music and let my mind wander. And that really helps me kind of come back and reset. Sometimes it's a problem I'm struggling with that I'll just go out and run. And I'll come back and have like a solution or a way around that problem. So it's amazing what can happen when you start exercising. So that's number three is really put your personal health Higher up on the priority list. I know it's hard growing your business while you try to stay in shape, but it's almost a necessity because if you're not healthy, personally, I believe you're not going to have a healthy business um, or it's not going to be sustainable for long and you're not going to be enjoying the process. Number four here on the habits that's changed my life. This is a big one guys on on delegating and I'm going to title this one called who think who not how. Now this is a concept borrowed from uh, the ultimate coach himself. Uh, Dan Sullivan is, uh, is, is a bit of a legend in the business coaching space. And so he is book he has out i'm not even sure if it's his most recent book because it's been out for like over a year now it's called who not how and so what this book talks about is how can we instead of as business owners think how can i solve this problem we should be asking ourselves who can solve this problem for me and so it's something that you know the first number of years as i grew my company i was always in you know problem solving mode how can i do this how can i do this what do i do next and now as the business has grown i'm you know have hired specialists and i want to continue hiring specialists who are great in their role and so when there's a problem now in the business i'm not like diving in being like oh let me Go fix this, you know. The um, let's just say the 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 soft wash system is down today for whatever reason. There's a problem, and I hear about it. You know, I'm not thinking, oh, which part do I need to go get? Maybe I need to go order this part and then book off tonight to go tinker with it. Uh, for one, I'm not even handy, so I would be like next to no help. But for two, uh, it's not. I'm not a specialist in that area, so I'm automatically thinking, who? Which local mechanic can I call? Um, or you know small equipment repair person can I call to go take care of this and thankfully there's two people currently on my team that are very good at fixing uh, these technical type of problems so I'm not thinking how can I do this I'm thinking oh who can I go and take care of this for me so um, it's a great way to drop a lot of stress off your shoulder when you start thinking um, who can take care of this and because as we juggle all these balls in our business It's like just us right and I remember back in the day when before I had uh, any sort of management in my business you know a few years ago I would I remember waking up one morning I told my wife I said I literally feel like I have 85 things to do today right do this do this do this do this no real semblance of structure or thinking who could do this for me or delegating because in a business, guys, they're, they're complex structures, right? There's so many moving parts that you need to deal with in operations and sales and marketing and production and the office. And there's all these things that fall on your shoulders as a business owner. But when you can actually pivot out of that, you know it doesn't happen overnight but when you can actually look at okay the office i understand i'm getting you know 43 phone calls per week with people wanting quotes or want to reschedule or want to do this that's taking 24 hours of my week uh, i need to hire that out i need to go find somebody you know 18 an hour pick up the phone i'm going to train them for the next month they're going to take over boom i'm going to gain back you know however many hours i said per week And, and then that's the office. And then we're going to be coaching and supporting that person, making their job better, helping them grow the company with me. And then you're going to do the same thing in production, same thing you're going to do in sales. And so that's how you systematize your company. You ask who, not how you really start valuing your time. I know you're Superman in your business right now, but being a Superman is not sustainable. You can do it for one year, two years, three years, but much beyond that. You're gonna have no balance in your life. You're gonna stay stuck at a certain point. Business is a team sport and you need to start operating as such. And so you can get, you know, being Superman, you could even get your business up to like close to a million dollars per year. But typically in soft washing, you can run the Superman model till about $250,000 before the wheels start falling off. You cannot scale to 500 or 750 or beyond unless you have a team. So be thinking as you scale up, who not how, because when I started thinking that way, um, I was already delegating a little bit before reading this book, but Dan just put it so succinctly in this book of, wow, that's the simplest phrase we can be thinking. Who can we hire, not how can we do it? And a, a little asterisk on this, guys, you cannot be a micromanager if you wanna scale your company. You can scale and micromanage, but I can promise you your staff, your team is not going to stick around along with you if they're being micromanaged. So my opinion is put people on a little bit of a longer leash. Let them go make decisions for the company. Free up your time Um, and there will be balls that fall. Calls will get missed. You're going to have that one star Google review because buddy called into the office and they forgot to send him a quote and rather than call back in, he just slams the one star. He never got the quote. Yes, this is a true story. Things are going to happen. But your team is going to mean well and want to grow the business with you but there will be a few balls that end up falling and you know maybe that means your google my business goes from a 5.0 to a 4.9 or 4.8 4.7 it's honestly like although i wish it was out of five yes what i more prefer is that the business can run without me even if that takes a small hit on our on our reviews or maybe you know what I mean? Like maybe the quality moves down 2% for a short time while we keep systematizing, making it better. I'm more interested in this business being sustainable and running without me. I'm much more interested in that than this business being completely perfect in every way. So, you know, maybe take off that uh, pressure you have on yourself to be perfect and everything's got to be perfect. And I just believe scaling a business. You're literally moving from a state of, as Josh Latimer said, my mentor, you're moving from a state of chaos and you're moving it into a state of being less chaotic. So that's literally what you're doing, right? I don't think you'll ever arrive and have this like perfectly well-oiled business, but I think you can have a really, really good well-oiled business and then you're going to be in it 10 hours a week just dealing with the random problems or crazy people that come up that you have to deal with. So That's point four, guys, for the seven habits. Think who, not how when you're scaling this business up. Always think delegating and hiring specialists who can help you scale this business to the next level. So we're gonna take a quick 90 second break. I just wanna tell you about the two sponsors that helped me power up this show. Uh, the first one's Jobber. I've uh, been talking about Jobber for a while now, but we use their software to basically run our business. So we schedule out all our crews, we send quotes, we can send invoices and even collect payment. All from the Jobber mobile app. So, been super happy working with Jobber. I do have a link to save you guys some money. If you want to do the free trial, you can even save 20% off for your first six months that you use it. So, check that out in the show notes. The second one to check out in the show notes, guys, is Nice Job. Nice Job is literally our megaphone to tell the entire world and our local community that, hey, we're doing a great job cleaning homes, offering a high level of service to our clients. Check out our reviews on Google and Facebook. That's what Nice Job does. It helps give the customer a platform to tell the entire world how their service was with your company so as long as you're providing dynamite service you're going to get some pretty stellar reviews coming in shining a spotlight on your local home service business so you can check out nice job as well in the show notes we're gonna get back to the show here All right, let's keep cruising here with the list. So number five for me is going to be from work-life balance, and this tangibly is taking Sundays off. So when I look at the last 13 years that I've owned a business, I can literally count, I would say, on two hands the amount of Sundays that I've worked. So, you know, we're talking like one Sunday a year kind of thing, if that. Um, And I feel like I'm not exaggerating much on that to be honest. I don't have an exact count but it's going to be very few and far between and that didn't just magically happen where nobody calls the business on Sunday or no one has a problem on Sunday or you know it's never a sunny day and no one thinks to paint or pressure wash their home. Like people treat Sunday guys just like any other day of the week right in our culture today, how busy we are. Sunday often turns into just like spillover, get stuff done kind of day. And lots of people are thinking they're out having a barbecue in their backyard and they're like, oh man, my windows are dirty. I should call this person. Now, some people just make a note of that and they'll rush in on like Monday morning and call, but there's other people that will just like call right away. Right. And so you got to have some level of protection in your schedule by way of how are you personally going to guard your time. Now I'm not saying you have to take Sundays off, but for me, it's kind of like Parkinson's law guys which says work expands to fill the allotted time. And so if I look at my schedule and I say, okay, my pressure washing business, I'm going to give seven days a week to this. Just go, go, go. And i'm not saying that's a bad attitude to have but it is one that is quite popular in entrepreneurship just like i gotta grind till my eyeballs fall out and that is not a a theory that i subscribe to and quite frankly i've never really subscribed to that although as high as i've ever throttled it, it was probably like 75 hour weeks i would say back in the day in like really busy season you're working like six days a week like 12 hour days kind of thing but Sundays was always like a recharge day outside of like a trade show or I'm away for a conference. Maybe, um, you know, maybe I'm meeting up with somebody who's in town who wants to talk business. I don't know, something like that. But for me, Sundays have always been guarded. And I'm, I'm uh, it's just like a free day, but I don't like to touch anything really to do with business so much so like not even checking my email because you guys know what happens when you check your email when you own a business, you're gonna have those customer complaints, you're gonna have uh, whatever, you know, problems come up, the bank is calling your loan, like literally anything of bad news will just like plant a space in your mind and take up real estate in your mind and that's gonna like pull you away from being fully present with your family or friends or whatever you want to do on that sunday so for me sundays are blocked off they're guarded uh for for church you know typically prior to covid like going to church in person now we're church online soon returning in person um that's that's very important to me uh, second would be family so you know spending the t- time with my wife catching up Typically after like a pretty busy week, we try to do something fun as well, right? Go find a happy hour or go to the beach to go paddle boarding or go get some ice cream or go like whatever. It's not the thing that we're doing so much. It's more just like the quality time that we can spend together. My wife's love language is quality time. And so when I can invest in her and spend time um that means tons to her and quite frankly like i want to see her too because after a busy week uh it's always good just to get reconnected and get centered and prepared for the week so you know i also feel like myself as i've mentioned on other episodes like being introverted i need to be so cautious of just managing my energy that i can show up and be the best version of myself and so as i'm talking through most of the week and coaching uh, and hearing people's problems and listening that does like drain you out emotionally and so having one day just to be you know and say we're out paddle boarding on the water it's just like peaceful right or going for a walk with the dog or whatever you end up doing again it's not about the thing it's just about detaching from the business for a day um, and I also do a little bit of planning for the week on Sunday too right so we're talking through okay, what do we got going on this week, right? Okay, well, we're having these people over this day. Um, Then we've got this function to go to. Then I've got, you know, this appointment. I'm going golfing with the guys this week. Okay, cool. Um, So we're just getting like a bit of a game plan for what the next week looks like. And so I would just caution you against wearing this like hustle badge, like like a badge of honor, right? You know, Just go, 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 grind, grind, grind. I just be careful with that because I'm more about doing things that are sustainable rather than quick, like flash in the pan, quick tactics that we can do. You know, oh, I want to lose ten pounds. Oh, cool. I'm not going to eat for you know two weeks. I'm going to starve myself. It's just like is that really sustainable for the next like twenty thousand weeks that you have here on Earth? Right? It's just it's uh, just not really a thing. So just be really careful with how much time you're blocking off for yourself. Um, You know, more recently, I'm pretty much taking Saturdays off as well. That was not always typical as I was growing my business, right? Saturday was kind of like catch-up day. Uh, Then I kind of went to half days on Saturday. Now I'm just like maybe an hour or two in the morning just like tinkering around. But I think long-term, it's even nicer if you can have two full days back. And again, it's like, don't look at, oh, I'm not in my business in the office that day, therefore nothing's getting done. It's like, I come up with some like awesome ideas for my company um, during the weekends when I'm actually like physically not in the office or I'm, you know, out in nature going for a bike ride or a run or whatever I end up doing. Um, It's kind of like recharge time and like ideas will bubble to the surface. So it's a little bit counterintuitive. You think, how can you grow your business without like trying to grow your business? But it's just like, organically kind of happens or you get ideas. So just give me a, uh, do yourself a solid on that and do me a favor. Just try to take off a Sunday if you're not already doing that. Uh, because when you can recharge and pour into your community and things that you know really fill you up, um, your business will be better for it um, in the long run number six we got two left here guys this one I'm, I'm hugely I'm passionate about all these but this is a big one right so this one is block scheduling and so this is something we teach pretty early on in my coaching program I teach it in depth because I'm so passionate about it but I just want to touch on a few main points again trying to give you as much value as I possibly can in our time together today so first thing with block scheduling guys It's what I said with Parkinson's law, right? You give yourself a full week to get stuff done. That's what it's going to take. So we want to start putting things into buckets in our calendar. Okay. So as I mentioned, Sunday, we're going to just block right off. So no one can book you for anything. Now, next we want to put in our personal priorities. And so when I look at this next week, I'm not giving my whole calendar to my team saying, oh, book me for a quote anytime or I'll go do touch-ups or I'll pump this job, I'll be Superman, right? That's what a lot of you are doing. We're gonna put in our personal priorities. So for me, it's gonna be like 4 p.m. on Monday, Wednesday, uh, and Thursday, I'm gonna go for a run, four to five p.m., just blocked off. I'll probably run for 40 minutes, And then, you know, block it off for an hour to stretch and get water and whatever. I don't want to touch any business for that hour block. Okay, that's cool. And then Wednesday evening from, you know, six to eight, that's going to be date night. I'm going to be going out with my wife. I'm going to just block that. in. I have no idea where we're going yet, but I'm going to just block that in because that's going to be date night. Nothing's going to come up, take us away from that, right? And then that's like what you're going to go through. You're going to put in your health blocks. You're going to put in you know, maybe you're going uh, for some place on a certain time, boom, you're going to block that into your schedule. Then after that, you're going to be talking, okay, obviously my business needs me now. So we're going to have the team meeting Monday at 8am. Cool, put that in your schedule. Then I want to have, you know, two blocks where I'm going to be doing estimates. So I'm going to block off Tuesday from 8am to 12pm. And the same on Thursday, I'm going to block that off as well, 8 to 12pm. So guess what, guys, now when people call in, When they call in on uh, Monday, oh, I want to quote for whatever, most of you are saying, oh, cool, I'll be out uh, in 10 minutes or in one hour. I'll come today. Like, what time can I come? You're like, you're just so desperate, right? It's like rather let's flip the script, try option two. We say, oh, we'd love to come. I can get to you this week. I got time Tuesday morning or Thursday morning. What do you prefer? Oh, I prefer this time okay great put them in then when someone calls two hours later you block schedule them around that other one you just did based on you know where they live maybe you got lucky they're in the same neighborhood but you can literally go and fill up your schedule because you've already framed up the week so hopefully this is like mind blowing for you because when I learned this a few years ago it totally changed the game how I was running my business and that's how you're able to have impact right when you can actually block schedule, you put in your A priorities, which you first put in your personal priorities, right? Your health, your time with your family, whatever you wanna do that week. Maybe even block off two hours in your week, like just to think, right? Just to be the entrepreneur, just to think and work on your business. And for those in my high level coaching program, we block off time around the coaching calls so that there's time to think and implement, right? It's just very important. And so what I like to do with my calendar is have about 70% of the week filled up before I get into it. And I leave about 30% of white space. You know, for example, say say a friend is passing through in town and wants to, you know, meet up and get lunch. It's like, yep, cool, let's do that. Or let's say uh, maybe my sales consultant is sick in my company one day and I have to go out and do this quote that we absolutely, the office cannot move because that person's going out of town, blah, blah, blah. Dave, can you go hit this quote at this time? Yep, sure, throw me in, I'll go take care of it. So there's these things that will come up that you kind of, it's nice, I like to have a little bit of space that I can boom, jump into. And hey, if nothing comes up, then I'm reading with a book or I'm filming an extra podcast episode or I'm you know maybe calling a member of my team, just checking in, like doing those things that you can often forget about. So start to get a handle on your time, guys, and block schedule it. Stop having your clients dictate you know, you're gonna go run around the clock. Now, I know some of you are in emergency response, you know, where you get a call and you just have to go, and that's difficult to do while you're still in the truck, right? But I would still have my base priorities that I'm gonna want to accomplish, and if something of emergency does pull you away, just look at rescheduling that task for a different time, right? So you're gonna run out, go do that repair, but let's say that your uh, quoting time got cut into, you're gonna just go reschedule that for another time. So um, there is a little bit of ebb and flow with that, but a lot of you are not in emergency response, right? If someone wants a quote to paint their house, well, their house hasn't been painted in nine years and six months, uh, you can kind of afford to, you don't have to come out today, right? And so people don't care that you rush out and get to them today they care that they actually get a time set up that you're gonna come out. So come out today, tomorrow, later in the week. Typically, it doesn't really matter as long as you give them an answer and set it in your calendar, um, you're gonna be good to go. So block scheduling is a great way to live a great life personally, and also stay very organized and very optimized in your business. All right, final point, last but not least. Yeah, for seven habits that have changed my life, the last one, guys, is just I want to just call it learning. Okay. Get around people who've already done what you want to do. Now, I'll share through my story kind of what this has looked like, right? So, when you're scaling up your business, you may have been like me and you, you're not sitting on, you know, tons and tons of money, right? And that's fine. So, First of all, books are, fr- I call it free because it's just the craziest value in the world, right? For 20 or $30, you can get someone's life work literally put in a book. You just need to take the time to read it. So if you can't afford like formal coaching right now, I would always say, hey, look at podcasts like these that are free, get gold nuggets, start taking notes, and then literally look at reading, right? I've read like probably two or 300 business books now Um, and, and I've learned so much from them, uh, little caution with that. Just be careful. Sometimes books start to repeat themselves, right? Sometimes I think authors get paid by the page that they write because it's just the same point gets said and said and said. So I like, I'm more leaning towards like shorter books now, like hundred to 200 pages kind of get to the point and then, you know, good, good to go. So whatever you choose as a method for learning, just know that this is going to be a habit that is going to change your life, right? I kind of dipped my toe into the self-development space back when I was 24 years old. Um, I'd gotten out of university. I hated reading. I never thought I would love to read. Uh, And it was a trip in Hawaii back in 2013 with a buddy of mine. I brought three books on sales and, and one on goal setting. And I read them all. And it was just like, a light switch just went off in my brain like, wow, this is awesome. I'm learning. I can now go back and apply these in my business while I'm doing quotes this week. Um, This is super cool. And so it just started this like this almost um, neural pathway in my brain of just like, let's read, let's learn, let's apply, let's do it again. And so I've done that now uh, hundreds of times with books. I listened to a number of podcasts. Now sharing through this podcast, like lots of what I'm sharing today is just culmination of my life what i've learned what i've done and then also just what i've learned along the way through books or podcasts or seminars or conferences or whatever people i've talked to um just just kind of like a a download here for you so and then the last note would just be on like personal coaching right now you may think oh you're of course dave you're you're gonna mention coaching and hard sell us to your coaching program it's like no i'm gonna just give you the opportunity that you can look at formal coaching, right? Work with me, work with somebody else. Uh, To be honest, I just want you to get some help because I've worked with a few business coaches now, and when I have, my success took off to the next level. So if you're paying a business coach, say $10,000, your return on that, my opinion, should be like 10 times minimum, 10 times to 100 times return, right? You should be growing your business leaps and bounds you should be changing how you think you should be building systems you should be freeing up more of your time working on higher level priorities like it's just a, a, a phrase you can kind of ponder on taking out of this podcast guys is you don't know what you don't know so when before I hired my first business coach I thought I knew what I was doing right I had grown a painting company I I knew what I was doing and then it's like you work with a business coach and you, and literally it's like I don't know What I don't know so ponder on that one for a sec you just have no idea right now the things that you don't know about your business that if you can give someone a bit of money they can actually show you and like uncover these truths of like do this stop doing this stop doing this and go do this and then come back and tell me in two weeks how you did and then go do it again. And so these businesses, guys, should not take 10 years to scale up, right? You should be able to do it in a handful of years if you get the right coach, get the right mentor showing you how to do it. And like, honestly, guys, I've had three or four businesses now in my life, very rewarding. But let me tell you, being the coach now, helping people systematize and scale and hearing the stories they give me is just literally, it's like paying it forward to me, right? Like I feel like I learned the last nine years how to be an entrepreneur, how to grow, saw tons of problems, got better as a person, learned how to be a better leader. I'm still practicing it today in my business, but now that I can actually give back and help others do the same, um, it's just deeply rewarding uh, for me. So to those of you who listen and are in my coaching program right now, Thank you. It's been like a pleasure to be working with you. And it just puts a smile on my face. We have this um, channel in our Slack uh, program, in my high-level coaching program, just called Hashtag Wins. And this thing is just blowing up with people, you know, oh, I sold this job today. I hired this person. Look at this. Look at this system I built. Like, when that thing dings on my phone it's like the best notification i can get just like man look how my client is winning this week putting into practice what they're learning so super super cool so if you don't have like if you don't have two nickels to rub together right now but you got time i'd recommend reading hit up podcasts like you're doing on this get audible going right get that free book every month but if you've now kind of scaled up and say you're at 80 100 150 200,000 you're bringing on your first person, you got to figure out your budget, you got to get your marketing better, you want to look at your pricing, you want to scale this thing up. That's when I'd say, "Hey, maybe look at looking at getting a formal coach, right?" And one thing that I've implemented in my program is just putting people on a no interest payment plan, right? I don't believe in charging people more if they can't pay all up front, but part of my job is like, if you're such a good coach, show me the value that I can get and I'll pay as I go. So we've now structured out uh, a monthly payment plan for a lot of my clients that they can literally just pay monthly and come on to all the coaching calls and learn and get access to all the content. So, you know, I've got people in the program that are literally saving years on their journey just because they're getting coaching. So again, not strong arming you to come join my program, more giving you the opportunity and just telling you that when i look back at my life this was a very formative habit that i tweaked some inputs and created like a huge output and now flipping it around and being able to help others and do the same has been hugely rewarding for me so we'll wrap up there guys the seven habits that changed my life staying consistent valuing my time getting my personal health dialed in asking myself who not how taking Sundays off for faith, family and fun, block scheduling my time and learning to say no and then learning and getting around successful people. Those are the seven habits that have really helped for me into who I am today as not just a person as, as not just a business person and an entrepreneur but actually as a person who David Mormon is as a person. Um, these habits have really helped. Change my life and change my way of thinking. So I wanna thank you so much for tuning in uh, to this week's episode. Um, All I ask from this podcast, guys, if you've listened this far, this episode's been almost an hour long, a little bit of a longer one. Please, please, please just slam the five star on Apple Podcasts. Just write, scroll to the bottom and just write, write a review. If you could please take the two minutes just to leave me a uh, great rating that will tell the search engines that, hey, there's some value on this podcast. I do this for you guys completely free. And I thank you so much for listening. And I wish you nothing but success the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.